taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you mascots listen to. And this week, we're getting lost in random. The news is avenging Game Pass. And the dragon this week is at Panda Ring to his audience. Streamer, Admiral Baru. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. Hey, guys. It's just the four of us this week. And uh, yes, that is my voice again hosting. Amanda and Troy did a fantastic job guest hosting these last couple weeks. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Michael, oh. <laughs> They've been fantastic. Yes. Next week, Elvis. <laughs> hey, welcome to Taste of Dragons. <laughs> hey, ho. Now you're Johnny Bravo. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the line is not that. Is not no, that. it's not. It's not. <laughs> Talent we, is what separates them. <laughs> dang. Uh, but which way? We're which not going to say. <laughs> We're not going to say. Tell us, tell us in our podcast discussion yeah. channel on Discord. <laughs> Let the war begin. <laughs> the Johnny Bravo, Johnny Bravo Elvis versus war. Elvis. I can't even. It man. was inevitable. It was. This day, I never thought it would come. <laughs> that's that's that meme where that's it's the same picture. Just <laughs> <laughs> put two pictures of Elvis or just two pictures of Johnny Bravo. <laughs> You'll never know. It's the oh, same no. picture. What? Oh no! Before we get started, Troy's got to tell us a little bit of something. Yeah, friendly reminder to everyone out there: uh, if there's a like button somewhere around you, hit it. I don't know where it is. Just find a like button. If it has our name on it, even better. Uh, and follow us on all of our social media, especially Instagram. Uh, Instagram is a really good place to follow us on. It keeps it's kind of like a living schedule <laughs> of, of <laughs> pictures. If you're wondering when we're streaming, if you're wondering when our podcast is coming out, uh, Joe puts in a lot, does a lot of really cool little videos and pictures, and sometimes I'll get in there as well. And so it's just a fun time, a fun little way to uh, keep abreast of what's going on with us through the week. So check us out on Instagram at Taste of Dragons. I know I'm not supposed to tangent during the ad, no, but living schedule makes it sound so boring. Does it? <laughs> it does. No, I went to a what? totally different. I was yeah. like living schedule, like it's organic yeah. and it's growing and like the yeah. weeds. Are, you know, I've been playing Kenna a lot. You know what is boring? <laughs> just a regular schedule. Oh, yeah. Ours is alive. <laughs> alive. <laughs> We've yeah. built it. We've stitched it together. We are all Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Papa? Yeah, like a regular schedule is like a tree, but then our schedule is like an ent yeah, from Lord yeah. of the Rings. But also, Which is also boring, yes. actually. Well, I mean, it could yeah. be. You're right. A you schedule is still yeah. schedule, yeah. not ours. Ours is like an ent with a fire sword. Yeah. yeah. He knows what's up. <laughs> if an ent has a fire sword, yeah. that is, that's risky business that's right yeah. there. Yeah, that, that is a risky ent. That, that, that's either a confident ent or that's a extremely um, not so smart ent. The, the first First ant that found out about that sword. Hey, and everyone knows that living wood doesn't burn as easily. <laughs> I was about to say, Lord of the Rings would. Uh... <laughs> and that's Amanda Wood fact. <laughs> uh, but before we get too far into this as well, uh, let me start us off with the question, which is, if you turned into a household appliance, a la like Beauty and the Beast, what, what would you turn into? What do, what do you think it would be? Like I personally think I'd be like a like a electric tea kettle because uh, oh, okay. it's something that you know not everyone uses. But I got one job and I do it pretty darn well. You know, 
I think that's what I would be. An electric tea kettle. Do you sync up to like an iPhone? Of course you do. What am I even asking? Yeah, but what do you, yeah, what do you you're expect? Like, you're what do you totally in the, in, the, in the network. Even if it's in the 1700s, I'm still going to be electric and be Wi-Fi enabled, even though they have no idea what that is. <laughs> I want to say I'm like a portable speaker because okay. um, I feel like it could be versatile. Uh, yes, you can do some music on it, but you can also listen to, I don't know, a podcast. <laughs> Probably also record things on it. You get a little work done with it. And also it's like if you want to go to the beach or a party, take me. Take me with you. Or we can just snuggle up at home, chill, you know, not do anything too fancy, just us, you know. Or yeah, take me to, to uh, I don't know, graduation. I don't know. Take me anywhere. Bluetooth me. I think I'd be like a multi-tool. I have one in my car and then you like flip it open and it's a pair of pliers and then, yeah. Yeah. And you flip open each of the sides and it's a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. I think, I think I'm just a little bit useful at a lot of things. Like you're not going to use that knife for anything that you need like a real knife for, but like if you need an emergency knife, like, like I can, I can do plumbing. I'm not a plumber, but I can like, you know, I feel really lame now. <laughs> I bet more people own a portable speaker than a Leatherman, though. Yeah, but then when you think about like your real skills, like you're, you're multifaceted and multi-skilled, what does that mean for me? I just want people to listen to me all day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I am on a podcast, so it does check out. And, and you want people to bring you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're, wrong about that. You're a, a voice actor, an actor, and on a podcast, so... Listen to me. Listen to me. It's <laughs> my M.O. I am having a real hard time with this because I, I want to feel like I would be the stove. I would be like, a, a, I would okay. be the kitchen appliance that, you know, not everybody's comfortable using, but they uh-huh. have to to make things. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, I recently uh, got one of those ninja foodie things from my mom. What? Uh, the uh, pressure, pressure cooker, cooker air crisper. Air, yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, it's kind of amazing. And now I kind of, I would prefer to be one of those. And then I think about how, you know, how I, I, I like to cook a lot. So it would be cool. I'd be one of those things that just makes things for other people. But then it really boils down to it. No, I would probably just be one of the knives. Because <laughs> she will cut you. I will cut you. I, I will be that knife that you pick up, that you hear someone from the other room go, don't you open that Amazon package with that knife. That's not what that knife is for. <laughs> I'm that knife. I'm I'm a nice, like, chef's miyabi or a shun. You know, wow. I'm, I'm, nice I'm one of those. Japanese knife. Damn. I'm a cold Japanese steel that you got to keep, you know, nice and clean in a nice tempered environment. No water. Gosh. Yeah. So so you two are like these switchblade tools and then we're just <laughs> one use items. <laughs> Which you know kind of explains pretty pretty well the difference between the sexes, I guess. I don't know. Or just us. Just really, us. Yeah. Our, dynamics. Our, our marriage dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> no, hon, I got it. Uh, is this outside my one thing I know? It's it's up to her. It's not me. Yeah, I'm happy to come along and entertain you, but I'm not. I can't pick up any. I can't help you with this problem. Otherwise, I should try. <laughs> just I just picture you. Picture using a speaker to like. <laughs> uh, I can't even. I'm that bad. I don't know. Screw something. I don't know. You can use it as a hammer. A hammer. Okay. A thanks. lot of portable speakers I have are heavy enough to where you could tap right. something in with them. Hey. Make a mallet. I like think of myself as a enough, blunt object. Yeah, if you got enough bass, you could like shake some paint together to make sure you know yeah, it, yeah. it vibrates. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that ruined me. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't want to do that. We want to be able to take you everywhere. As soon as the bass gets kicked up that high, it's, I mean, it's a little too much. But we, you know, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a use. All right, thank you all for making me feel better. Oh, I guess you bring the bass. <laughs> Love you, babe. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> But let's get into this week's episode, and let's start off with Manda. What are you playing this week? I present for your listening pleasure, 
Lost in Random. That's the game I play this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Lost in Random is a gothic fairy tale adventure of Even, a bold and defiant girl, on her quest to rescue her sister Odd from an evil queen. Along with her friend Dicey, a literal walking talking dice, uh, Even must travel through all six realms of random and ultimately confront her destiny. I'm already loving how on the nose this is. There's a character that is a dice named Dicey. Yeah. And then there are sisters named Even and Odd. Yes. Are they like twins? No. Okay. All right. Well, Odd had to come first. Odd, Odd has to be older. Uh, numerically. Yes. Odd is older. Wow. That's good writing. That is good writing. <laughs> that's, that's very good writing. <laughs> this game is amazing. So to keep myself from rambling, I'm going to break its qualities down into three categories. Okay. Visuals, dialogue, and music. Cool. Uh, before I begin, a quick disclosure. Video games are a collaborative art form, and Zoic Games employs over 50 people. I'm going to talk primarily about three folks here and the, the projects that they work on because it's fun, but obviously they're not solely responsible for the majority of this game, and Lost in Random is the product of a lot of amazing and talented folks. So that being said, <laughs> category one, uh, the, the visuals of this game. So I cannot explain what this game looks like because it's so amazing. Okay. Uh, and this is just my part of the podcast to tell you to go look at this game. Okay, everyone pause your... Don't uh, pause. Pause your podcast. Just keep it playing we're, while you No, Google. we're going to stop talking for five minutes so that you can five look up this minutes, game. Five whole minutes, yeah. <laughs> I, um, Just hear us breathing. The creative director of this game is Olav uh, Redmom, and uh, I have never seen a more visually inspiring person. Wow. He is, like the game, almost impossible to describe. <laughs> I would highly recommend that you Google both an image of him and his art. He has a wonderfully and uniquely macabre sense of color and composition. It's like reminiscent of Tim Burton, but okay. it, only in so much that it's dark and fanciful, and we use Tim Burton to mean anything that is a fairy tale that is dark. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so, so this guy I'm picturing with a giant mustache. It's He's so much better than that. Okay, uh, but it, does he have a mustache? No. Oh, okay, well then, never mind. Never mind. It's ruined. <laughs> this is, I, I, there was a either an EA state of play or a Sony press conference yeah. uh, a few years ago, and that's yeah. where we first like learned about this game, okay. is these, these two people came on screen, and they were just fantastic. Fantastic! Like one of them had like this long, like like red wet hair that was like braided, and it was like a mohawk braid. Uh, and then the other guy had like the classic like twirly mustache. And they talked about their game. And okay, I, was, like, I remember this now. Yes, I have to know. That's this game. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Olaf is the man with the the braid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, that red hair definitely stands out. It like went all the way down down his back. Yes, yes. He, oh, he I does. don't think you could tell that in the video. What, like the the initial video? I don't remember. I don't. I don't want to ruin anything for you. But he did get a haircut recently, so oh, okay. he he's okay. not. Okay. If you look okay. him up, he's That's not going right. to have that, that. Doesn't have the quaff. <laughs> yeah, that, that, the, the beautiful braid. Yeah. Uh, he has a different style now. Uh, but you'll definitely know it's him. He's got like vibrant red hair. But he he does the the concept art. He did some of the concept art, and he's the creative director and the lead writer for the game. Um, his images break convention in that kind of like so odd and ugly it's cute and endearing kind of way okay uh it's like off-putting but also fascinating uh which is again a reason why you have to go google it <laughs> side note he's a uh, dungeons and dragons player and a huge star wars fan yes he's so us he is the creative director and he's done a lot of the art so you okay. can just imagine this like crazy art form category two is the dialogue 
uh, and I mentioned this specifically for Brian and Joe because it's funny, um, is despite the fact that Olaf wrote the story for the game, they brought in someone to kind of like zhuzh up the dialogue. Mm -hmm. uh, and that person is uh, an Eisner award-winning uh, writer. Uh, he wrote Adventure Time and Marvel Comics' The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. He is both a comic mm. writer and a computer programmer. Yep. And his name is... Pendleton Ward. Nope, Ryan North. Oh, close. <laughs> okay, well, close enough. You know what? Uh, uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is an amazing book. Yeah, it is. And the Adventure Time books are actually fantastic as well. Yeah, they are. Like, that is great. Okay. Uh, and Fantastic. It shows in the oh game. Oh, my gosh. The, the dialogue is very funny. And you yeah. can choose to either be, like, really sincere and nice or, like, kind of kind of uh, sarcastic. So there's, like, dialogue options? Yes, In this yes. as well? Oh. So you're playing through the game. I don't want to talk too much about the story because the game is so right. story-driven. Uh -huh. Right. Um, but it, you play through the levels is and then... Like, is it, like, a narrative game or is it, like, a jumpy game or is it a fighting game? Like, what... I'm trying to picture what it is. So gameplay-wise... Um, it is very adventure game. It's not adventure game in the same way that like the Nathan Drake games, the Uncharted okay. games are adventure games where like, there's like a lot of platforming. Right, right. Um, you're moving through the levels and then there's like battle zones. That's okay, not a great so like, way to explain it. Like, uh, you're like exploring an area and then there's there's fights. There's fights, yes. Okay. And the fighting system is kind of the main draw of this game oh, okay. is they have um, a card-based fighting system that's also dice-based. What? Cool. <laughs> Brian, I go, hello. hello. Did you say card-based? You get a bunch of cards and the cards all cost different points. So like in a, like a, a regular uh, card game, you'd be like, oh, you know, I get five points, so I'll play these two cards. Um, but the random aspect of it is whenever you get enough power, you roll your dice, and that mm. tells you how many points you get. So sometimes you'll get really good cards, but you roll a okay. one. <laughs> and sometimes ah, you'll have really so bad cards, but you roll a six. And I you're see. Like, Based on the dice is how good a cards you can play. Yeah. And you build your you like build your own deck, so to speak, on your arsenal. Yes. As and, your arsenal. And, um, That's dope. The cards give you weapons and traps, uh, environmental stuff, like poison effects. So you can combine a bunch of stuff together. So you can like have a bomb that explodes another bomb that makes time slow and then it explodes Strategy. another bomb. So you can, nice. It's super crazy. So with all this randomness, do you ever, like, I don't know, find yourself lost? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Random rules! <laughs> Category three! <laughs> uh, the music in the game is fantastic. Um, uh, it's, it, it really builds the, the ambience of the, the spooky creepies, uh, but in like a cute way. Um, the whole thing, like I said, is like that so ugly, it's cute kind of thing. Uh, and the guy who wrote the music uh, is, I think, my new favorite person. Uh, <laughs> his name is Blake Robinson, but his professional name is the Blake Robinson Synthetic Orchestra. Oh there, is no, there is no one else in this orchestra. It is just him <laughs> doing it electronically. And I didn't know this before the podcast, but he has his own YouTube channel. Okay. And wow. uh, he just does uh, his own music, and then he revamps old video game music, and then does it like with an entire electronic orchestra a good example of that is he redid chrono trigger so oh. i think i've heard he's some of his stuff yeah yeah oh man <laughs> he's absolutely crazy he also uh uh does works with spitfire audio a technology company based in london who creates sample libraries so he does like examples of what instruments would sound like electronically Gotcha. Um, uh, how long ago did this game release? This game released on September 10th. 
of this year. Oh, wow. Uh, that is, that's a, a pretty close new release there. Yes. So it is It is brand, it, brand new. It and was, you've been kind of following this uh, this game for a while, or, or how'd you hear about it? I mean, you, you saw it at the Sony State of Play. Sony State of Play or EA State of what if, whatever. Whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> EA Treehouse yeah. State of Game announcement Showcase place. Yeah, you saw thing. this caricature on screen. It was like, I must play I this. Must, <laughs> I must do that. So I followed well, them on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. I know you're, you're, uh, you go deep on the Twitter indie developer um, uh, connections. Uh, were you able during the development to like get a nice kind of behind the scenes look? Or what was it like following the journey from for years before playing this game? Um, following the Twitter was a lot of fun. Um, we got to see a lot of the concept art before it came out. They did samples of like the gameplay, and they did samples of the music and stuff. So that that was that was a lot of fun to nice. tweet and retweet, and I don't know, it's just then, just general Twitter stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it all come together? Was it as you you expected it to be after? The game's fantastic, uh, which actually brings me to surprise bonus category number four, because oh random goodness. rules, and also four is a superior number, and everything should end e- either end or begin with a number four. I agree. Oh, wow. <laughs> Joe, you have a convert. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We like practically the same number. It's, it's, it's a one and a three. One and a three. We're good. Uh, I'm starting to get uncomfortable at this table. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, heat up some water. You guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta hey, go. hey, kettles are great. You make tea easier to do. <laughs> one day, I'm going to show up in you guys are going to have like four tattoos like on your face. Four, they're going to be fours with knives. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, no matter where we are positioned around them, the knives always face towards us. I don't know how it works, but it does. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, but but this is probably my favorite game that I've played so far this year. Really? Uh, Fantastic. Wow. It was both really fun and also really different. I know mm-hmm. that saying that there's dice in the game and there's cards in the game makes it sound like a lot of other things, mm-hmm. um, But but it wasn't. It, it didn't feel that way. It felt really like unique and refreshing, and the story is super sweet, and uh, the characters are really engaging. Like I'm really mm-hmm. attached to someone gets injured, and I'm like no, and I, <laughs> some I, I don't know. It's, it was good. It was really really good, and I highly recommend uh, picking it up. Out nice. of sandwiches, okay, I would give it five sandwiches, but they would be cheese taco filled with black spaghetti noodles and meatloaf Ooh. because. It's got to be a bunch of random things that probably <laughs> they probably taste great taste together. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> so that's a wow. five out of five sandwiches. It is. It um, is very good. Black spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Is that like the octopus spaghetti? Like octopus pasta? You put the the squid ink the, one. The squid ink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it could, could be, be like or that. It could just be like a, a taro or a just food coloring, food coloring. Mm. Yeah. Sesame seeds. I don't know. It's just, good. <laughs> it has to be spooky though, because all their, their game is like gray and black, it's and it's got like tones. Yeah. Um, actually, if you want a Halloween game, this would be a perfect Halloween oh game. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's probably why they they, yeah, they spooky, had it come man. out in September, so you could like ah oh, good marketing it and dress yeah. up as those characters. Maybe. <gasps> mm. Ooh. Can I? Would I be odd or even? Uh, both of them are good. Uh, Odd's got a nifty hat. She's done. Uh, the, done. The game, the RJ's name's so cool. Again, it's I'm not gonna give it justice, but she's got a newsboy's cap. But because they when? work in like this like. I don't know. It's like reminiscent of a mining town and all the houses are shaped like upside down teapots and they're giant. But she's got this little wow. new boy's cap and on the side is a lantern uh, that looks kind of like an oil lamp and it's got fire coming out of it oh, in the same way that, like a miner would when they go down in the mines. She's so cute. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm imagining like Hilda and like over the garden wall mixed yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels a little, I mean, it's, it's. I, this is going to sound weird, but it's rougher than Over the Garden Wall. Over the Garden Wall is very round. And yes. it's oh, got yeah. like, gotcha. Yeah. It has that watercolor ethereal look to it. Well, it's got, it's got like, I don't know, pen, pen edges. Not, it does, it's not hand-drawn. It, it's a 3D game, uh-huh. but like it feels like... Sketching? Yes, yeah, sketching. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Do you think they're going to release a sequel called uh, Find Your Constant? <laughs> uh, probably not. Uh, but they, they did say that they had so many ideas when making this game that they have discussed making a sequel. Okay. I hope they do. It was very good. Well, might I suggest we- Find Your Constant? No. No. I don't think that would be in theme with the spirit of the studio, <laughs> which is like new and innovative. Oh, I didn't even say this, this, Go this game. Go for it. This game was created by Zoink Studios. <laughs> Zoinks? You did throw out Zoinks Zoink somewhere in there, Zoink. as you were describing it, I remember. Uh, Zoink Studio. Was this an especially uh, longer game uh, for you? or how, uh, It was, um, I think in total it was $30, and it took me like four days. So it wasn't nice. especially long, but it also wasn't like that's, a, that's perfect. Like a AAA uh, price either. I think it was a really good balance of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this the other day, about being respectful of your time, yeah. and the game feels that way. Awesome. That's the best. That's great. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking about Lost in Random. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the news this week, y'all. And uh, this week, I'd like to start us off with uh, New Worlds. Something new. Something new, which is the New Worlds. It just released this past week, and the hotly anticipated MMO crippled its servers with all of the players wanting to, well, play. Uh, It's interesting because the game is made by Amazon, a company known for server hosting, and it's having a server problem. (laughs) I was almost going to say, of course they had server problems. Everyone has server problems the first week if it's an online game. But then you said Amazon, and I was like, yeah, I don't get that. I don't don't get that. They they literally own servers to rent out to other people. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the ocean running out of water. Right? (laughs) Uh, But basically what the problem is that the servers are limited to 2,000 players at any one time. Um, and with many big streamers playing the game, people want to play in the same server oh. as the big streamers. Mm. Uh, so that's probably what the the problem is. Uh, some of the servers are so bad that queue times are like two hundred hours. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Which is you know over a week. <laughs> oh my gosh! Jeez! Right now there's two hundred and thirty three servers in total. Uh, which if you if you math it out, it's like over four hundred and fifty thousand people can be playing at any one time. Uh, but for a game that's been this anticipated and with MMOs having millions of players, it's kind of, to me, short-sighted to only have that many servers and only have that many amount of players to be able to be on each one of those servers. Uh, but they're going to be adding more as the week goes on. It's just, I don't know, you're Amazon. Just just have too many servers rather than not enough. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm just so surprised this is still happening. You would think that by now someone would have figured out how to launch a game and yeah. have it work. I launch an, uh, you know, an MMO and have it work week one. I agree. I agree. But nope, still not there. Not even Amazon <laughs> can do it, guys. <laughs> uh, and then next we have Overwatch World Finals news with Troy. Yeah, the Overwatch League uh, had their finale on uh, September 25th, Saturday. And uh, it, it was interesting, uh, at least what was going into it. You had the Atlanta Reign, which were the underdogs. They literally upset the San Francisco Shock in the playoffs a couple days prior to that. And the San Francisco Shock has had won the championship two years in a row. Wow. So Atlanta Rain came out of nowhere and was like, we're going to beat you. And they're like, okay. <laughs> um, what's sad, though, since it was kind of just like a no one thought that was going to happen. Um, they ended up going up against the Shanghai Dragons, who has been one of the top tier uh, Overwatch teams for the, like, the past like three years now. And um, they got stomped. Really? They just got uh, completely stomped. Atlanta Rain, not okay, the Shanghai yeah, Dragons. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, they uh, it, it was just it, it was over before you knew it. <laughs> it was like that that those um, those fights back in the '90s with Mike Tyson, where everyone gets really into this big fight and then it's over in like a minute, like, <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, we built up to this for a year now. Uh, fantastic. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Shanghai Dragons wins and it's actually kind of nice because the, the very first season that Shanghai Dragons was out, they actually went like zero and 42. Like they lost. Okay, they were thank the you. worst team. I, I was about to ask you, Mike, you mean the yeah. Shanghai Dragons like that I rooted for because they literally <laughs> didn't win until the second Overwatch League started like the that's second, a, the whole second thing. It was like exactly. they won one and everybody's losing their mind. Yep. That was exact, Shanghai Dragons. Yes. Yeah. They, they were wow. so bad in their first, in their inaugural season. That yeah, in the second season they won one game, but then they had a they totally got rid of all their teams. Oh, so they don't players. have any of those players from that. Yeah, season. they ah. revamped everything, and they were great in season two, season three, and now season four. They've taken it all the way to the top, and they are the new wow. uh, champions. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because I know that first season they were really because they were the Chinese team. They were trying to stick really hard to only having Chinese players on their team. Oh, really? I think that's what it was that first season, and so I think that that was very admirable of them. It's just. I guess a lot of the other players, they just didn't mesh. Instead, I guess they're like picking teams that are good no matter where they're from. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or picking players that are good no matter where. It, it, it's what happens with sports. You draft people and then trade. You try something and, out. Yeah, well, it's working for them. They won. <laughs> uh, one reason why I tuned into this uh, was because they were going to show Overwatch 2 um, gameplay. Yeah. And the draw was they were going to show pros play it for the first time. We've seen a little bit of Overwatch 2 at past uh, conferences and whatnot. But now you're going to get to see it in the hands of actual professionals. And I watched that, and I got to say, I don't know why they did that. Oh, because really? Because the pros play at such a level, oh. you can't even tell if anything's different. <laughs> also, it was so generic. It, it just so, looked like yeah. a new Overwatch map. And I was like, I guess yeah. there's a lot of cool things happening, but I don't see them. They, and also, it was the PvP. So it was like, oh, I'm going to be that different no matter what you do. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it just looks like an update to the current game they're making. Yeah, because Overwatch 2 really is about the single player story, or at least the story that's involved yeah. with it that you can play co-op with other people. It's not much of an update for the PvP. I mean, it is, mm. but... I can see why it's a big deal for people who were tuning in to watch the Overleague finals. You're watching pro level play. So people who are really into the minutia of it will be able to see what Overwatch 2 looks like with pro players and can see the differences. I, for one, just can't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I wasn't really that impressed. I was just like, okay, fine. And also I'm still kind of sour about it because about the whole thing, because as you all know, Activision Blizzard is still going through um, uh, lawsuits just from everywhere, from California, mm-hmm. from the federal government over yeah. harassment and also unfair uh, wages and unemployment problems. And honestly, that's marred my entire scope on everything Blizzard Activision, whether it's Overwatch or Heroes of the Storm or or uh, Call of Duty. So, like, even me watching, I was just like, I'm just, it, it's, I'm, it, I'm just kind of sour in, yeah. on the whole on the whole thing, and um, happy that they're being held accountable. So don't get me wrong. I'm happy. I'm, I'm sour for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sour that all this stuff from a company that I enjoyed has been going on. And uh, and yeah, so in the end, I was just like, okay, I don't think I'm this person that enjoys Overwatch like this at this time. Gotcha. Um, so we'll see what they do going forward. They're looking to have um, Overwatch 2 be the next season of uh, Overwatch League. Really? Yeah. Wow. The, the official gameplay yeah maybe they'll eventually do those live shows we were gonna see we were gonna know, sit right? in an audience i was gonna paint my face 
I was going to bring multiple shirts. I was going to have wardrobe changes depending on who was on stage. <laughs> we were going to film stuff and drop it on our Discord. We had so many so things. So many things. That, that it one was that week, literal week. <laughs> that week, it was when they were coming down. We're like, all right, we're preparing for it. It's this Saturday. And that's when they shut down yes. all the Overwatch leagues. We had our Animal Crossing party. And that. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then nothing. That, nothing. Mid- middle of March 2020. We'll, we'll live in infamy. Oh, if I can say that right. <laughs> nope. I'm sticking with it. We'll live with infamy. There you go. Boom. <laughs> that, that pronunciation of it is just 2020. Is that, is that Yoshi doing... Taps? Yes. Taps? <laughs> I'm so glad Yoshi was able to make it for a second uh, episode. Wow. We, we're really rolling in the dough. We, we can afford Yoshi these days. <laughs> That was Blue's Clues. That one not was? Yoshi. Yeah. Holy I was like, crap. I was like, Yoshi makes this noise, but that was not Yoshi. <laughs> that was Blue's That Clues. was my brain. <laughs> Confusing Blue and Yoshi. <laughs> well, Avengers, you know, that, that blockbuster game that I will everybody play that. played for like I a w- week. I will play that one day. <laughs> Mark my words. Well, you know what oh, day it's going to be? That day should be right about now because really? Avengers got released on Game Pass Thursday <gasps> In a surprise oh. announcement. And it's going to be playable on console, on PC, and even on streaming via the cloud. Okay. You know what? Free is about the amount of money <laughs> I wanted to pay in order to play that game. You're not wrong. Uh, and on top of that, it will include all of the DLC. Oh, get out of here. The Black Panther stuff? The Black Panther oh, stuff. Ooh. I got to go, guys. <laughs> I have to go right now. <laughs> And download this. Are you kidding me? It includes That's everything. huge. Yeah. It includes all of that stuff. The only thing it's not going to include, obviously, is the Spider-Man DLC. Which isn't even out yet. It's not out yet. Okay. Uh, it's going to be out later on this year, apparently, but... And that's okay. I played a whole Spider-Man game yeah. for like three years in a row now. Exactly. Well, I'm good. <laughs> but Black Panther. <laughs> hey, that is uh, one way to oh, boost gosh. your numbers on a game and to make some money along with it. I hope it plays well on our computer. It should play well, right, man? Yeah. Yeah. Our computer's dope. It's dope. See, she said it. Our computer's dope. I heard her. Oh my gosh. I am thrilled. Thank you. You're welcome. Game Pass just keeps on giving, y'all. Thank you, Microsoft. Yeah. Freaking yeah, thank you, Microsoft. Freaking. <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble, grumble. But you know who else is bringing us something this year? Or. Uh, it's going to be many years. years in the future. Uh, Nintendo, right, Joe? Yes. So it's very early rumored this week. They, not even rumored. Not rumored. Completely confirmed the Nintendo World in Osaka, Japan and Universal Studios is getting an update. They are going to add, I think it's either 30% more to the it's island. 70% 70% more. more to the island. Yes. And it's going to be Donkey Kong yes. themed. Okay. I am I am marginally more excited for a Donkey Kong island than anything in the Mario universe, I think. We have we were discussing it earlier. We were a little surprised it's not Zelda. Oh, we were, yeah. we're just a little surprised, and and only because hmm. I feel like Zelda they're they're gonna wait yeah. on that to be like the most right. That's getting its own island. Okay, because like, it's it's Nintendo World, not Mario World. Right. Yeah. But it feels is, like yeah. Super Mario World right now because it's all Mario Kingdom stuff. Right. And it does it, it does feel like like a Mario game. I would expect Donkey Kong to show up. So it feels like they're just following the DLC format. So, <laughs> so yes, to get to the island, you have to like pick up a barrel and then throw it on a bumblebee and then like oh, jump over to another thing and then it shoots mm-hmm. you it shoots to the, you, the, to the, the you have to ride a rhino through a wall okay. actually oh, and it's okay. a secret area since okay. it's a universal park there definitely has to be a ride like the spider-man ride where you sit down and there you move oh, there around and there's all the different there's going to be a roller coaster video screens 
there's going to be new places to eat, obviously. Uh, but they haven't they haven't announced, you know, obviously what it looks like or any of that kind of stuff. They just literally confirmed that it's it's yeah, happening. They, they showed be, they showed our concept art of it yeah. of what it's like going to look like directly Mario next Mario. to the. Yeah. Mario there's got to be one of those waterfalls that you fall down, but you're in a oh. barrel. What if they what if they do that and they make it exactly like Splash Mountain, but instead of Uncle Remus on the rocking chair, it's just it's just a cranky, cranky? Kong. Yeah, See, I went okay. full Dudley Do Right just now, <laughs> and I totally imagine Cranky's like leaning at the top of the thing as as the Dudley Do Right thing would go down, oh, but it's yeah. a barrel instead. It was a scary ride. Yeah. Also, I hope that the food there is just all bananas. The menu is just banana, banana, banana milkshake, banana, banana. So then like, everybody's just it. like, this is bananas. Done. Yes. Every it time you itself. order one, uh, a crocodile steals it from you before you can oh, eat it. Oh, man. You still have to pay for it, though, because yeah. theme parks, am I right? What? Oh, yeah. No, actually, the paper holder is in the shape of a crocodile. Oh, like, that's what it's, it's holding. I think is. the... the the popcorn buckets will be DK barrels. <gasps> yeah. That would be really cute. Right? I love Donkey Kong. I love that they're having this. I wish it was here. <laughs> I <laughs> wish it was yeah. in Florida. Agreed. Very One much day. so agreed. Someday. Someday. And then Deathloop, that, that new game that you guys might have heard about uh, for about four years with about 5,000 different trailers. <laughs> Too many trailers. <laughs> Too many trailers. Uh, apparently is very, very good. Uh, came out a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And everybody with a PS5 or a powerful PC have been pl- enjoying it. Yes. Unfortunately, the actor who voices the main character was not among those people. Why not? Well, I mean, he doesn't have a PS5. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. He couldn't even play the game he was starring in. <laughs> oh, that's sad because is that is that primarily because there's like a shortage of PS5s? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he did like a little video like doing a... Um, like a marketing thing for it the day before it released. And he's like, hey, everybody, it's your boy Colt. The game's going to be great. You should check it out. And uh, if you if you see a PS5, uh, let your boy know because uh, <laughs> he could use it. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like, pick up a copy. You can pick up a copy for me and, and a PS5. I-, I could use it. I don't have one. Yeah, oh, man. It, was, it was great. And so uh, this week, the head of Bethesda was like, we could probably help with that, you know? <laughs> and then uh, he was talking, I think, on a radio show or something. He's like, oh, yeah, no, it's on its way in the game. And they sent a copy of the game with Aww, it. Oh, that's sweet. That is that is both really good press for the game itself and really really bad press for PlayStation. So I think Microsoft wins in this <laughs> scenario. But the thing is, is that it's kind of funny because Bethesda, the parent company of Arcane, the makers of Deathloop, is owned by Microsoft now. Right, right. So Microsoft had to call like Sony or somebody else, be like, hey, we, we need to get a PS5 <laughs> for our boy. You know, we need, we need to get it for this guy. <laughs> And Sony was like, ha, 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 Okay. <laughs> so I was like, you, you get us one of those uh, Series X now. Never mind. We don't want it. We, we're just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's hurtful. I love my Series X. I do too. But you know, that's what Sony said. You know, Sony would, would have been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that will do it for the news this week. But we still do have my favorite segment, which is Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week is our chance to show a little love, shine a little light on those in the video game industry, those icons that make the games we love to play. And this week, Brian is going to be bringing us our Dragon of the Week. That's right. And I did have to clarify something I just said. I said my favorite segment of the show. It's not. That's. It's not. That would be turn up for what? I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> we, we, 
rip. I know, right? <laughs> hey, hey, not forever. Not forever, not forever, but for now. We got we got an Animal Crossing so I'm direct sorry. coming. I'm sorry if you guys heard me say that and expected to turn up for once. I apologize. That's on me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this week I'm going to be doing your Dragon of the Week. And my dragon this week is Admiral Baru, who is a streamer and mm. content creator. That oh, sounds I, like a Star Wars character. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Oh my gosh! I, I so many different aliens are are cycling <laughs> through my head as to what Admiral Baru could be. Yeah, uh, he's, he's he's pretty dope. He's pretty great. Yes, he's a panda. Uh, so Admiral Baru, whose real name is Preston, was born in 1992, and I don't know if he was born in Texas, but I know he currently lives there, and I know he's been there for quite a while. Uh, so growing up, he played a lot of World of Warcraft, you know, like lots of teenagers and lost many years to the game. <laughs> uh, but after Wrath of the Lich King came out, he started falling out of love with the game and turned to console gaming as a way to get out from one World of Warcraft. Because that's the only way you get out. You just you just got to quit. You just got to find well, something else. Find something else. Supplement to it with something else. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what he did. So first he found Left 4 Dead, as many people did on console, and was hooked on that for, for quite a while. And then he found Borderlands and he was like all in. He's like, I'm doing this. So he began his streaming career kind of as a side thought. Uh, his first foray into gaming videos was uploading videos on YouTube for Borderlands 2. And uh, he saw some people like having problems with certain bosses. So he made videos on how to defeat them. That was like his first like thing. Oh, mm-hmm. you need help defeating this guy. Here you go. This is what you can do. Uh, and his actually his first couple of videos were actually just a camera pointed at his TV screen. <laughs> That's how he recorded them. <laughs> Classic. Hey man, you got th- this. Just goes to show you two can start with whatever, whatever you <laughs> yeah. need to do. Just go and do it. All, all right. All you need is passion. That- That's exactly what you need. And so, but you know, but people were really into it, and they asked him, "Hey, would you mind streaming the new DLC that's going to be released? We'd really like to see you, you know, play it and, and see what your first thoughts are." So he did, in all 327p glory that his internet and computer <laughs> could handle at the time. Aww. <laughs> wow, that yeah. is that has got to be real grainy. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's but again. You gotta start somewhere, right? It's and, great. And this is like this is this is these are this is years ago though. Oh yeah, when, this was uh, 2013 slash 2014. Yeah. Back then you were like, oh, how crisp. No, <laughs> no, no. I don't, I don't think no, so. Dry. No, <laughs> But sure, let's go with that. Did, did we even have computers back in 2013? Yeah, good I point, mean, Amanda. the Stone Age. Shh, come on, right? What? There wasn't even Bluetooth speakers that back. Might then. have been before the invention of the telephone. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, over time, people started donating to him and not just money, but equipment like webcams and other things. He's like, Aww. hey, we need to get you some help, my man. Here's some stuff. People saw that stream and were just like, take, just take my, just, what I just have. Just please, just, just please have we it. We can't let you do this. We can't let you go out wearing that. Right? Come on. We got you. You can't wear stripes and plaid. Yeah. Come here, baby. We got you. Uh, so at the time, he was only streaming part time. Uh, but was actually getting a good number of people to watch him, like like around like 100, maybe 250 were like really good numbers. That's great. Yeah. And so at, he was still working at Kroger, just a half mile down from his house. Uh, but he was looking at the money that he was coming in and thought, hey, I'm making slightly less playing games than I am making slicing meats at the deli. So he like, you know, he's like, all right, I think I'm going to commit full time and see where this goes. He did the meat math. The meat math, that's what you got to do, right? Mm, I'm only a few turkey slices away. (laughs) And his parents were completely supportive of him. They're like, hey, as long as this isn't illegal or immoral, 
they will support him with whatever he wants to do in his life. I don't know what's immoral to them. Right. I was going to say, like, good job, parents. But I was like, mm, how are you defining moral? Right? <laughs> mm, let's see. I don't know about that. But they were very supportive of him. So he was okay. like, cool. So, so that's what he started ended up doing. So eventually, he was getting, like, a thousand views every single stream. Yeah. Uh, but back then, it was pretty much impossible to make partner with Twitch. You had to like basically know somebody in the company to get partnered, <laughs> and he didn't. Uh, every single application he was sending in got rejected, like almost like it was automatic, like it was like an automatic response as soon as he was sending it. So he came up with a plan. He found a guy on Twitter that does the partner program approvals and pretty much told his watchers to badger the dude with calls to oh, make him partner. No. Wow. And it worked. <laughs> Oh, hey, no. Hey, that's simple supply and demand. That's, yeah. inter- that's, that's internet economics. bullying. Hey. What, was it, what, was it meanly badger him? Like, like no, make they were just him like, hey, you know, him and you stuff? should make him partner. You should They're make him partner. Showing their you interest. Make it's, partner. It's, it's the equivalent of like writing a letter or, or uh, signing a petition. Listen, you annoy online. somebody enough, they're going to do what you want. <laughs> it's like signing a petition and then every day showing up to a judge's house with that petition and then knocking at his door and Wait. being like, I sat, but um, I was just but um, Did they actually go to his house? No, or they, no. it's just his, on Twitter. His, personal, his digital oh, Twitter, Twitter house. Twitter. Tro- Troy's not on Twitter. He Twitter's not understand. sacred. There's no, there's no, there's nothing sacred about Twitter. Hey, my, my Twitter fans out there, don't listen to him. We we know we know the safe safe space we got. <laughs> Twitter is nothing. <laughs> what is a safe space? I'm just saying, you're, you're not on the Indie Game Twitter. You're right. I was going to say, Indie Game Twitter is great. You're right. It, you're is right. The, it, is you're the, right. it literally is it's, the only good thing I have found about Twitter. It's the exception. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so he streamed nothing but Borderlands 2 for two and a half years. Uh, but after playing one game for that long, he was pretty burnt out and decided to change games. However, within the first couple of weeks, he lost half of his subscribers oh. and about a third of his viewers. Just because he switched off of Borderlands? Well, I mean, he's been playing. I mean, just think about oh it, though. You're, you're coming to a guy to, to experience a game. I can never do this. Yeah. I, I can barely play a game on stream for like three straight hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two and a half years of the same game? Yeah. Oh. For days of the week? Yeah. Because like, no. he's made his no full-time thank. job. Yeah, good, no. Good for you. That's work. That yeah. is that is actual work. At least that's a big game. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he says if he if he could go back, he would have started doing variety streaming earlier, or at least. Oh right. That's one of the things he would have changed. I think he says one of the only things he would change is to at least is have done that. Start type his of thing. brand as a variety to, streamer, to, to, or to, to you know on Fridays I play yeah. other games and then right, get people exactly. hooked on those uh, other things and then yeah. slowly transition. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, oh damn, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he kept with it. Uh, he didn't blame the viewers. He blamed himself actually for not doing variety sooner as i as i said uh so he decided to phase out games when he's getting done playing them so like he'd play one game for a while then after a while he would spend like half of his stream playing that one game and then another the other half playing another game so kind of like ease them in onto the new game and then just play less and less of it until he's transitioned into another game (laughs) see it's okay it's not so scary this game's also good yeah that's that's actually is what he still does actually (laughs) even up till now uh but after the lull that he did experience he got lucky and participated in a binding of isaac tournament and if you don't know what binding of isaac is it's a roguelike game where everything is randomized and you have to shoot your way through different areas amazing that's the gist yeah that's the gist of it 
Uh, the tournament was watched by thousands upon thousands of people, and Baru was fortunate enough to get an amazingly lucky run during his preliminary round. And people were like, "Whoa, this guy's like he got he's got to be like a god at this game." <laughs> uh, but in reality, he just got like stupid lucky at that game and just got all the weapons that oh, he needed to do a good run. Good for him. Yeah, I think that's that's like amazing because he has an amazing personality. So all you really do, like for a lot of people, you can entertain, but if you don't have anybody to watch you or to find you then, you know, you're just not going to, which is just one of the the, the, the caveats of streaming life. Uh, so one of the things that I think I love about him is that Baru also has a brother, in quotation marks, that streams on a second Twitch account called Rescue. Uh, and that just so happens to sound exactly like him and only streams when he's not online. How very nice of his brother to do. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> is, it, is he the David Bowie of Twitch streaming? <laughs> Does David Bowie have a brother that only streams when David Bowie isn't yeah. streaming? Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, Ziggy Stardust. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> they're kind of brothers. I don't know. I don't know what the relation is, but they're related somehow. Oh, okay. They pretty much are, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, but one of my favorite things about him is his outlook. Um, he goes into every single stream being positive and tries to make things better for other people. Uh, during the Black Lives Matter protests in the 2020, uh, he held this charity event for Black Lives Matter where every dollar that was raised, he matched one for one. Whoa. Nice. Um, and he did, he did a, like pretty much an all-day stream, too, where it was just, it's just going to go until he's not going to go any longer, and he just was matching donations as it was going along. And I think it was something like, 20 grand or something like that it was a lot uh, that he had to match and so he had viewers that that even that didn't like necessarily agree with the movement but they still donated because it was a cause that mattered to him and so i thought that was really cool i mean we actually covered last year in the podcast that he also held a twitch anniversary event for himself where for every sub that he had at the time of him starting streaming uh that day he would gift a sub to somebody else and he ended up gifting over 20,000 subs to viewers. Oh. Wow. And uh, he did that as a way to give back to his community and to the people that kept him going for all of this time. He said, hey, you guys have been giving to me for years. I want, you know, I want to give back subs to you guys as well. He had to like, clear it with his bank. He had to clear it with <laughs> Twitch. He had to clear it with all these other people. And the Twitch mob. We yeah. know you're out there. Twitch mafia. Three Twitch mafia. <laughs> um, for Twitch Mafia, yeah, for Twitch Mafia, that's what you meant. Um, Brian, is this someone? Is this a streamer that you actively watch? Uh, I do. Or how did you hear about about the streamer? Yourself? Uh, so yeah, I do actively watch him. Um, he's very, very, very entertaining. He well, has whatever mm -hmm. that it factor is about streamers. Yeah, what drew you? What drew you into him? I guess how did you come across um, Admiral? I forget what it was, to be honest with you. Um, I think he was probably just on like the trending page or something oh, sure, like that. Oh, sure, 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 um, And so I clicked on him, and he just has an interesting sounding voice. Like, I oh, don't really? even know. Like, it's Is it even, deep? No, it's kind of like an announcer voice, but not really. Okay. It's, it's just a normal voice. Listen, a voice can go a long way. It can. Let me tell you. It can. <laughs> are, you, are you comparing his voice to your voice? You're like, is it deep? Is it better than mine? You had to rate on sandwiches. Who had the better voice? <laughs> uh, but yeah, this guy, I've, I've been following him for years upon years now. Um, and yeah, he's he's always brought a positive attitude, which is one of the... Because I've watched a couple of streamers. Yeah. And then... They just get like salty. They get a little bit downtrodden. It's like, I don't, I'm not here for this. I don't know why <laughs> you're here for this either. The, the internet can be so angry and dark and it's really easy mm -hmm. to find that, that yeah. finding someone who's 
I mean, no one, no one can be positive. No, all the time, of course not. Finding someone who has a generally positive outlook and kind of strives to, to keep that is lovely. That oh, is it is. And facts. He, and he streams, I think, five days a week. I think it might be six. I can't remember. Uh, but if he if he's not feeling up to streaming that day, he'll post on Twitter. Hey, guys, I'm just not feeling I'm not feeling it today, y'all. Uh, and then he always posts, uh, but here's a dog picture for, for payments, <laughs> like it's a picture of his dog <laughs> as payments. And it's, it's really cute. That's pretty equal. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's fair. That's a, a fair trade off. Doggo pick. Uh, one of the other things that he does though, he holds an art contest every single year where he gives away lots of money to like different artists, depending on both their skill and how well it works. And so what it is, is it's uh, pictures of his emotes, if you will. And his in his character that he has. So he has a cam called Sam, who's Samantha, um, who has a distinct look. And then he has pandas as emotes. And they all have different uh, different personalities, different things. So people draw you, them in scenes. Did you say a cam named Sam? No, no, no. Um, uh, mascot um, named Sam. Okay, a mascot named yeah, Sam. Sorry. Gotcha. You did uh, say cam named Sam. And I'm like, sorry about that. that <laughs> I, just thought, I just thought it was a Twitch thing. I thought it was like a Twitch slang. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I've never heard of no, that. But, I'm, you know, I'm, Brian I'm, seems I'm to know what he's mascot. talking about. I thought the same thing. But then I was like, I, I need to know more about Twitch. So maybe I'll ask. <laughs> I think my brain stopped working for a split second. And it went to cam for Sam. <laughs> happens to me all the time. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, that's one of his mascots is Sam, uh, which okay. stands for Samantha. And and so, yeah, he does this every single year. Like so many people submit art for this. And one of the, I think the cool things that he does is he actually goes through every single piece on stream and actually oh, critiques fun. it. So even if you submit something to him and even if you're not particularly proud of it or anything, he'll definitely still pick something positive out of it and be cool. like, oh, this actually looks I great. Like Thank you for submitting it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he spends like two days doing it, just Fantastic. going through all of the art. That's fun. And then he just gives away a bunch of money at the end to, to all the winners of it. And he actually uses this as both promotion for those artists because he always, hey, hey, this is the artist who did it, um, as well as it's a way for him to find artists to, to do like emotes for oh, and absolutely, for yeah. all these other things. So uh, one of the ones that won it this year uh, did like a like an animated uh, like little like gift scene and he hired him to do emotes for him. <laughs> nice. So it's, it's another great way to do that. Uh, and also on top of that, he has given away over a hundred grand to charities over the years. And it's just an all around amazing dude. Um, if you haven't watched him, he's highly entertaining. And I think you definitely should. And even if you haven't watched him, I guarantee you have seen his emotes in a chat and some Twitch somewhere. <laughs> his emotes are just ubiquitous on that, on that platform. They are everywhere and they are amazing. They are. They're all panda emotes or his mascot, Sam. Uh, they're they're fabulous like they're just so good <laughs> uh and so if you'd like to find out more about him i actually got a lot of my info uh from an interview that he did on youtube uh with a person called travis gafford so if you'd like to see the full interview i think it's about 40 minutes long and uh they have a, a pretty good back and forth so yeah that, that that'll about do it for admiral baru and he's awesome thank you very much brian that's fantastic all right, but unfortunately, that will bring us to the end of this week's episode. We're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> but we're about not to be. Oh, man. But you can always find us online. <laughs> to continue the conversation, you can follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for indie game updates, on Instagram for updates and silly, silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting throughout the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. 
That's right. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are The The Taste Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. I will. If you were a panda, what would your panda name be? Um, Pantholomew. Oh, that's so good. I was Black just gonna pander. I was just gonna be Barry. <laughs> Gary? Barry. Oh Barry. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. Podcast for everyone's day.